0: Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Hey, so welcome back to the podcast Um, I'm going to go into a series here in the podcast where we're going to talk about one of the seven daily choices, and typically you would start at the beginning and move your way backwards. However, as we say around here at Seven Daily Choices all the time, there is a bedrock choice that we need to spend some time on. We need to understand this choice above all others, because without the bedrock choice, all other, the other seven choice of the seven choices, the other six choices don't really work. And so, this bedrock choice is the choice of submission. And what we told you uh, when we talked about submission before is that this is the power to, lo- this is the choice to love, the freedom to live, and the power to lead. And what I want to do over the next several weeks is I want to talk about submission giving us the power to lead and how submission grants us power. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this down into different pieces. If you want to get more details and some of the stories around this that we may or may not tell in the podcast, you can go get my book, Submission, The Choice to Love, The Freedom to Live, and The Power to Lead at Amazon or anywhere else that books are sold. And we'll be happy to get that out to you. Or you can go to the 7 Daily Choices um, website and the book is listed there to get you to it so that you can get a copy. But we're going to talk a little bit about how submission gives us the power to lead. And today what I want to do is I want to talk about two powerful leadership results of submission. Two ways that submission begins to set us in a place of leadership that is different from other leaders around us and oftentimes different than the leaders we see in the world. So... Let's start here. Let's remind ourselves of what submission is. Submission is the chosen heart set, not just the mindset, to surrender your will, plans, wants, needs, agendas, dreams, and even your own life for the sake of another. So, There are several results that come from this, but in the leadership world, there are two very powerful results that come from the choice to be submitted to something other than yourself, to be submitted to a greater mission, or even to be submitted to others. Biblically, we are told to submit to one another. And so here's two of the powerful results that come from that, and I wanna spend some time talking about those. The first is unity. Now, the problem with talking about unity is that oftentimes we misunderstand unity to mean one thing when it really means something else. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you two other words alongside unity to help you see the difference between what we often think of as unity and what unity actually is. And I'm going to tell you some stories here. So let me tell you about a group I meet with every week Um here in my dojo. Every week on Wednesday, uh, we have a group of pastors that meets together to pray for our community. This group started like 12 years ago. So 12 years ago, our community was hit with some severe economic issues. For those of you who um, were around, if this, if you're listening to this later, it was the during the 2008 crash. In fact, during the 2008 crash, uh, there were some national Uh, media folks who actually came to Wilmington called it ground zero for the 2008 recession. So if you were affected or influenced by that recession, you know how bad that recession was in 2008, 2009, and even into 2010. Well, Wilmington, Ohio was called ground zero by some national media leaders. And the reality is, as soon as we got the news that Uh, DHL, the shipping mogul from Germany that had stationed itself here in Wilmington, was leaving, one of our pastors here in the community began gathering men, uh, other pastors, to just pray over our community once. But there were four of us who were already meeting to pray every week on Tuesday over our community. So when uh, our leader, Rick, was called by Steve Steve called Rick and Steve and Rick told Steve, we already meet every Tuesday. So Steve asked the other pastors to just join us at nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Well, Over time, that, that group has changed and it's grown and it's shrunk, but it has kept meeting every week. We moved to Wednesdays at one point, but we've kept meeting every week to pray for this community. And when new pastors come into town, we try to reach out to them and invite them in to be a part of this prayer. Well, when you talk about that, let me be clear, these are not pastors who are all from the same denomination. They don't all have the same agreement of beliefs or practices. In fact, there are places where some of the guys that we meet with, their practices are things that I struggle with, and I can learn from them and I can grow from them, but I'm not going to think the way they think. I'm not going to see everything the way they see it. And so here's the first point about unity. Unity is not unanimity. In other words, we're not saying we all have to agree and look the same. In fact, unity loses power if we all just agree and are doing the same thing and thinking the same way. Unity is taking our differences and bringing them together. It's a decision to listen to each other and to combine our strengths with each other and to stand with someone you don't always agree with. But unity is forged in the heart in submission. I decided that I would be that I would continue these relationships in this group. And we have decided as men of God to work together to bring about the best for our community and the best for each other. It's interesting uh, in a church world where I've spent most of my life and the disunity that we've seen among believers to be in a situation now where we are actually winning together. And when one of us wins, all of us win. And we're seeing ourselves as one team with different gifts and different ideas as opposed to everybody having to agree and be the same way and think the same way. Now, some people struggle with that. I struggle with that sometimes, but the reality is that God has created us for unity, not unanimity. And what we're talking about, the second word that you need to understand as opposed to unanimity, the word you should think of when you think of unity is synergy. It is two powers coming together to achieve something greater than either of them can achieve alone. In other words, as we come together, my weaknesses are, are accented and, and built up, bolstered up by the strengths of another. Uh, two guys in particular who I've gotten very close to in this group really help me because they are strong where I am weak. And where I am strong, they are weaker. And so we're able to help each other and really walk alongside each other. They have become models for me. In fact, I say too, but the reality is many of these guys have modeled for me places where my own blind spots and my own struggles are being removed and being replaced with a better way to live in Christ and be the man I want to be because of what they're good at and what they do well. And I'm learning from them constantly. And hopefully they're learning from me as well. But together, we achieve far more for our community than we do individually. So when you think about unity, what you have to understand is we're talking about bringing two powers together to work together and work in cohesion with each other, not, in, not always in agreement with each other. And when we understand that, we have to step back and realize that if we don't have a greater mission, if we don't have something that's more important than ourselves or that our individual practices or our individual backgrounds, or even our individual churches, then we can't have that kind of powerful unity to impact our community and bring about great things. It is in unity that we gain the power because we've chosen to submit ourselves to to one another. We've chosen to surrender our individual wills and plans and wants and needs and agendas and dreams for something greater than we could achieve on our, on our own. But what happens when we choose unity and we choose to work in that synergistic mindset is actually typically my own will and plans and wants and needs and agendas and dreams also get fulfilled. It's not like I lose. We actually win together and we all win more. I remember back in uh, 1999 or 2000, whenever the Patriots won their first Super Bowl, they came into the Super Bowl against the Rams and the Rams had won the year before. And the Rams were the greatest show on turf. They were fast. They moved quick. Their offense was amazing. But when they came into the stadium and the Rams were announced and all their stars were announced and everybody cheered and everything was going on, Kurt Warner said the Patriots were introduced only as the Patriots. No individuals were called out. And he said, in that moment, I knew we had a battle to face and we're probably going to lose. Because we saw ourselves as a bunch of individuals on the field together, and they saw themselves as a team. And team wins every time. So the first thing we got to understand that submission does, the first powerful result of submission in leadership is unity. The second powerful result is influence. Influence. Now, John Maxwell says leadership is influence. In his mindset, wherever you have influence over someone else, that's leadership. And any role in which you have influence other, over others, you need to make sure that you are taking the opportunity in that role to do what you can to influence others well. So we've got to work towards. Influence and submission is necessary to build influence. In fact, true submission will build influence more quickly. Right now, we see this move in communities and in even in corporate world in corporate America, especially as right now in 2020, uh, we're still in the midst of dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic and we're still working through all of that. And as we do, and as we're dealing with that issue and we're dealing with those uh, uh, recovery questions and all the things are out in front of us, we're finding that in the corporate world, finally, there is a trend to start taking care of human beings before profits, to put human beings before policies, to put human beings before work. Pat Lincioni Uh, says that we should stop talking about servant leaders. We should remove that from our vocabulary because true leaders are always going to be servants. And his point there is because we're going to choose a mission above ourselves that puts someone else ahead of ourselves, that puts someone else's needs and someone else's desires and someone else's interests above our own. And as we do that, what we're going to find is we're going to find that we have the ability to do more together. Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, talks about level five leadership. And that's what we're talking about. It's that place where we stop thinking about ourselves at all. Um, Humility has been called by C.S. Lewis. Humility, C.S. Lewis says, is not thinking of less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. And Jim Collins points out that the greatest leaders, the leaders that take companies from good companies to great companies are leaders who are humble. And here's what he says about them. They have a white hot passion for the mission, but not for themselves. In fact, they tend to be very self-deprecating. They give away praise and they carry criticism. In other words, when someone criticizes the team, or someone criticizes the company, they carry that weight on themselves. They say, that's on me. They take the responsibility for things that go wrong. But when somebody is handing out um, praise, when somebody starts giving, uh, lifting up a company or an organization, they say, well, look at my team and look at this person. I've been great greatly surrounded by these people and those people, it is this sense in which we give away from ourselves. Again, this is submission. This is putting others ahead of myself. It's choosing. It's that heart set that says, because you're ahead of me, I'm going to give you praise and I'm going to carry the responsibility. Uh, There's a guy who's got a company that does specialty leather work uh, in Nashville. His name's Colonel Littleton. And in his, in his uh, organization, they have a policies uh, statement on the wall. And here's what it says. Policies for whatever the company name is. It says, policy number one, treat others the way you want to be treated. For all others, policies see below. And the rest of the page is blank. In the end, the policy is to treat others the way you want to be treated. And it's that simple. When we talk about submission and submitting to one another, and we talk about that bringing about influence, what we're saying is we're going to put others ahead of ourselves. And we're going to continue to put others ahead of ourselves. And when I tell you that that mindset actually gives us influence where people are willing to listen to us. They're willing to follow us. They're willing to uh, hear our vision and hear our direction because we put them ahead of ourselves. It doesn't surprise us. And yet over and over and over again, we forget to do it in our everyday lives. We forget submission. I was sitting with a friend, Uh, Not too long ago, we were having a meal together, and I was listening to his direction and his coaching and his book, and he was getting ready to come out with his book, and I was listening to how he got there, and I would ask some questions now and then, but I'm eating my lunch while his is getting cold. (laughs) And at one point, I actually finish, and he just stops, and he looks at me, and he says, you know, someone once told me that the mark of a good man is he will empty his plate while you share. I I wasn't trying to do that. And even now I, I'm not bragging about what happened there. Cause listen, I can talk and there are plenty of lunches where I'm not the one who's listening. I'm the one who watches somebody else's plate get emptied. That happens plenty of times, but the mindset is right. That we should be someone if our mindset is the other person is more important than me, then we're going to spend our time listening. I was talking about those pastors, one of those pastor friends of mine, he is the best at this. And no matter how much I do to try to draw stuff out of him and listen to his story and listen to what's going on with him, it's far too often I find he turns it back on me and he makes me talk. Instead of himself. And he, he's just a brilliant man at listening and hearing from others and caring for others because his heart and his mind are always that others are more important than himself. That is submission. Jesus says it this way If you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. So, Listen, this is how this works. If I want to gain influence, I've got to learn to put others ahead of myself. I don't gain influence with my power or with my strength or with my own abilities. I gain influence as I care about others. It's been said many times, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We need to care for others and influence and the powerful result of submission. One powerful result is that we gain influence when we choose to put others ahead of ourselves, not the other way around. So there you go. Two powerful results of submission, powerful leadership results of submission. One, unity Not unanimity, but unity that creates synergy and power to do more than we can do on our own and to influence because we've made this choice in our hearts. So listen, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to come back to this idea of submission. We're going to talk about some different things. Next week, we're going to talk about different roles and where this plays out in different roles in an organization and how we use submission in those each of those roles. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how this affects our community and even wh- how submission affects Uh, divisions among us. So we're going to talk about some powerful ways that submission affects those things. So next week, we're going to talk about the workplace and corporate world. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about community and how this affects community. Because what we want to keep doing is we want to keep giving you some practical mindsets and some practical choices that you can make to continue to work towards unity Uh, or to continue to work towards the seven daily choices that create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. We want to empower you, okay, to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. And as we continue to work through that, as we continue to talk through these choices, we want to encourage you to continue to share this message with anybody you hear or see or meet that you think needs it. We want you to continue to share what you hear, and if you hear something that you think somebody needs to know, will you please go out and share that? That is something that just really makes it different for us. This is all stuff we're putting together. We're putting the time and the energy in for free, but we really want to get this message out to as many people as possible. So will you please like, share, comment, every whatever is necessary on this episode so that we can get this out to as many people as possible. Thank you so much for listening at this point. Uh, just so you know, at the end of the three weeks of doing submission, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about another book, and this book particularly applies to submission. It's sort of the um, it's sort of the the practical side of what this looks like. Uh, book by Matt Keller. So we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, after we get done with these three weeks talking about this bedrock choice of submission. This is the choice that if you can make this one, the other six choices begin to be easier to make. Now, it doesn't make them simple, and we'll talk about those as we go, but take some time and think about submission over the next several weeks, and today in particular, think about the powerful leadership results that come from choosing to put others ahead of yourself. Listen, again, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. And never forget this. Life is a gift. Living is a choice, and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.